0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: hello and welcome to the carl hutchinson podcast i'm your host carl hutchinson well, first of all, I just want to say a massive, massive thank you to everyone who's been listening. I really, really appreciate it. Um, everyone who's left the rating, everyone who's left the review. I think the highest you've got us on Spotify was 21 in the comedy chart, 60 overall. And then the highest I was on Apple was at uh, 19 um, in the comedy chart. So thank you very, very much. I really, really appreciate that. Thanks for listening. Right. Well, where have I been this week? So we started in Sheffield. We did Sheffield, Stafford and Durham trying to think of anything happening in Sheffield, actually. So we drive from Newcastle to Sheffield, and we always come in the same way, and it's oh, And I always say the same thing to Anne. I always just go, is that the brothel? And out of context, that's obviously, you know, call what are you up to while on tour. No, but it's the brothel from, I don't know if you've seen the show, a very Yorkshire brothel, and it was set in Sheffield. It was a few years ago now, and we'll always drive past the, the brothel that it was set. It was a fascinating documentary. I really, really enjoyed watching it. But one thing really stood out. I remember in one of the in one of the episodes there was a scene where they must have had a bit of a bit of downtime in the brothel and they were all just having Burger King. And I just thought it would be like like I've been in a car when everyone's got a Burger King. Like, can you imagine like how mangy it smells? <laughs> I don't know why my head goes here straight away. But I just thought could you imagine if if it's your first time and you're going, Oh, should I should I use a brothel? Should I not? Well, there's one in Sheffield, right? And you go in, and they're all just having like a, a whopper and a bacon double cheese. <laughs> and I remember the one of the one of the girls. Um, she just she just went, "What can I do you for?" Like as if as if she's working at a bakery or something. That just always great. I, I might need to dig that up and and watch it again. Dig that out. Not dig. I didn't bury it. I dig it up and see see if it's still doing the rounds on the old four o d. A very Yorkshire brothel. Wasn't intended to start the show that way, but here we are. And then did Durham. Dur- I mean, every gig is always special. Every gig's great. Durham was great. Durham was 512 seats, to be exact. It had been sold out for about six months. Being a comedian, you always go, right, okay, well, this has been sold out. For- this is where your head goes. You always go, the the show's been sold out for six months. That means people are very organized. That means people have booked the tickets six months ahead of time. And I remember Russell Kane told us this. He had a theory when we did when I supported him and we did two shows in Hereford, I want to—I th- want to say it was Hereford—and he always said it's the it's the second show that that hasn't sold out straight away that has the better audience because they're the less organised, i.e., more willing to laugh, more up for it. Durham was the exception to that rule. Uh, it had been sold out for months, and they they were absolutely crackers from start to finish in a good way as well. Coming back from Durham, I wanted to give myself a little bit of a reward. I wanted—I didn't want to drink because I'd been eight days off the drink, which was good, good for me. I broke it though as I'm recording it because last night me and Sophie went to a hotel. Lily went to our grands overnight. So we got the I was in bed by half I was asleep by half ten, actually. It really uh, don't have the strength or the stamina <laughs> that I used to. And we went to the spa as well. So when you go to the hotel, you get to go to the spa for an hour. It's you, you get to go, but you have to you have to book it. And which doesn't sound too relaxing. But and then I went to go and book it at the hotel and it was every hour on the hour, which Again, isn't like you must relax now between five and six. Do I get to go a little bit before? For no, but you know, I, I'm I'm a guy complained about the spa, so I've got it pretty good, so that's fine. I went for some food before before the spa, and you could make your own bento box. It was lovely. It was like a lovely Asian restaurant. Make your own bento box. I had a couple of pints, and I think I had a beef salad, a Thai red duck curry, egg fried rice, tempura prawns. Vegetable spring rolls. It was, oh, it was. And then Sophie had finished eating, but there was still a significant amount left in her bento box. And she didn't offer us it because she never does. So I have to go, Sophie, are you going to eat that? And do you know what she said? She went, Carl, you've got to go in the pool after this. Like, I was like, yeah, but won't you go into the spa? It's not like, I'm not, I'm not competing. I'm <laughs> I'm not in a competition here. I'm not like going for gold. Like, Carl, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to break someone's record here. You're about to do 800 meters. Like no, I, I think I can just sit by the pool and be a bit fat. Like that's fine. Give give me the rest of your bento box, please. So I had that. That was great. Drinks by the pool, and it's always weird as well when you go when you go to a hotel where the restaurant is right next to the spa because there was me going, oh well, have I got the right shoes on? These these are more trainers than they are, you know, nice shoes. And then you look to your left or right. And there's people just sat in the dressing gowns. Like I know, I get it. It's a hotel. It's a spa. But how are man? Like, like slippers, flip flops, manky big dressing gown, and you're just there, just trying to have. You're trying to have a nice time, and it's like I'm. I'm looking at you, like I'm in your bathroom. Do you know what I mean? It's not nice. It's not nice. Yeah, but anyway, one and a half bento boxes in, and then we're straight by the pool. A few drinks by the pool, go back, and Sophie in an unprecedented move. Normally, when we go somewhere, Sophie wants to go for the. You know, go out for a meal in the night time as well. And I couldn't believe me. Look, She said, do you just want to stay in the hotel and order a bit room service and watch Netflix? And I was like, absolutely. So we did that. And like I say, I was asleep by half ten. <laughs> yeah, I saw a really funny Travelodge advert. It was somebody's birthday and they were taking them glamping. And then you see that it's raining, it's muddy. You've got to have a shared toilet. There's no electricity. And I was like, well, what? rather than have all of this, hey, Travelodge. And then I thought, wow, that's so smart. That's like Travelodge just went, look, it's not as bad as being outside, is it? That's, that's what they had to do, that to compare you to being outside in the rain. And when isn't it better to be indoors, book Travelodge. How did I get onto all of that? Oh, yeah. So uh, coming back from Durham, that's right. So I wanted to give myself a little reward. So I wasn't drinking. So I said to Ant, I was like, is there any chance we can go get a McDonald's on the way back? And he was very good as well. He didn't have one. He's he's doing really well. He's doing his, his DDP yoga. So he's doing really well with that. So he's he's on a diet. And he said, I, I don't I don't want one, but I don't mind you having one. I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm your friend. I don't want to tempt you. We'll definitely get one. Thanks very much. And I think I was too busy just on me phone saying thanks to everyone for coming to the gig. We either went past Durham services or we hadn't went far enough south to get near Durham services. So McDonald's was out the question. But then... You can always rely on the A1 being closed at night. We got diverted through the, the A19. So you know, that, I was like, right, there's that McDonald's at Gateshead. we we'll, are we'll going to that one. We'll go to that KFC. The last time I went to that KFC at Gateshead as well. Well, it's not really Gateshead. It's more Hewitt. I was going down to do a gig in Standish, and I got a Zinger Tower box meal uh, with gravy, poured the gravy onto the, the burger, two hot wings. That's me Zinger Tower. That's me KFC order. We got halfway down, like I didn't open it until we were on the motorway and I opened the box and one napkin, honestly, one napkin, it, it just didn't, it didn't touch the sides. So I remember, and I had the pants on that I was going to be wearing for the gig, I had my trousers on that I was wearing for the gig. Yeah, I call pants trousers, I, I think I get asked to clarify that all the time and I remember I just had to keep wiping me hands on the back of me knees because I thought that's the one place where it's going to be less visible. So I had these pants that were just covered in this awful KFC gravy, which I've seen how they make it as well. And it's that thing, it's like, it puts you off, doesn't it? If, if you don't know how it's made, oh, what was it again? It's, it's something really gross. It's like all of the fat and all of the residue from the chicken collects. Like imagine the monkey fat of a, do you know the George Foreman tray? That's a good way of describing it. All the fat that collects on a George Foreman tray. It's that mixed in with some, like, stock and water and then heated up in the microwave, which, you know, it's it's enough to, like, go like, oh, my goodness, I'm never having that again. But what it does, it's the further you are away from when the last time you learned that or thought about that, the easier it is to have again, isn't it? So, yeah, you'd have to be a proper wronging to know how that gravy is made <laughs> and, and be like, oh, aye, that reminds us. Does anyone fancy a KFC? It's like, no, it's... You watch it, you put off for a bit. Within a month, you're like, yeah, no, maybe we'll go somewhere. And then within two months, you're like, yeah, no, let's just go back and I'll have a pint of that gravy and I'll down it. Thank you very much. So we'll go to the McDonald's. My order in McDonald's, it's a double quarter pounder meal with on the side a sweet chili chicken wrap with no cucumber. That's my order these days and I'm sticking to it until I change it. That was my order. Sometimes I get a Big Mac meal. My old one was Big Mac meal, double cheeseburger and six nuggets. And I don't know. I think what I'm constantly craving is a double burger and then the cheeseburger. And I was going both at the same time with the Big Mac and it, So I'm trying to combine a double quarter pound a meal and then get something chickeny on the side. Um, Sophie hates us eating McDonald's. She thinks it's, you know, again, vile. You know, she said, Carl, that's vile and you've got weight to lose. And I realise that Sophie's not listening to this. So I don't just want to be throwing Sophie under the bus. Just so you know, it's it's very, it's not one-sided, right? I, I will give us, it's Sophie, anything she said to me, I've given her, justification for saying it so i'll go outside sometimes this was when the bath say if the bathroom's free we've only got the the one bathroom in the house and say if sophie's in there having a shower and i need a wee i'm not prepared to wait for that wee so i just go outside and i wee down the drain just where where sophie showers water's coming out into the drain that's where I we into one time i think it was like last week and the storm there was a storm there's always a storm now. People always panic about the storm. What? It's storm, Jacob. Just shut up, man. It's raining. It's raining and wind. No, it's a, it's a storm with a specific name. What happened? Nothing. Right, just crack on. You'll be fine. Anyway, storm had blew something into the drain and I, I didn't want to move it, so I can't wee in the drain. So I, I remember just weeing outside right next to Sophie's plants. I thought I was just weeing on the soil. She was like, Carl, you're, you're all over the, the plants here. Like, that's horrible. And this is how bad, this is how much I've I've worn Sophie down over the years. Most people would go, "Call just, just use the bathroom," and she said, "If you're going outside, can you at least wee it down the drain?" And that—that's what I've got her to do. I've got her She's accepted that I wee outside now, and now she's just saying, "Not on the plans, please." So that's thats a monster that I can be as well. I feel, even though it's my issue, you know—in the interest of balance, I need to tell you that I'm, I'm giving as good as I'm getting. So, I wee outside, but she doesn't like us eating fast food. So that's the deal one of the deals so this is so normal to me i was like all oh, right okay so we're just pulling up outside and i could see that the lights were still on the telly was still on it was only 10 o'clock you know it was just durham and i could see that sophie's still watching strictly uh L- luna were catches on the knee and i could see and i said to Ant, and this is how <laughs> this is how much i've been told off over the years for eating mcdonald's because it's maggie sure i went um all oh, right okay sophie's still up not to worry, um, I've got my car keys. I'm just gonna put a podcast on and sit in my car and eat me eat me McDonald's. And Aunt just went, You know that's not normal, right? I went, What do you mean? And he was like, You know, we've just done Durham, everyone's telling you how great you are. Drop you off three bedroom house and you've gotta eat your McDonald's in the car. And I was like, Yeah, I guess I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, I can put the heating on in the car. It's 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 a lot warmer than if I I was in the garage. He was like, No, it's not the <laughs> it's not the point. <laughs> I got back the other night and she said, um, oh, I've made me and Lily some mac and cheese. And I went, oh, that sounds lovely. I, I would have loved. She was like, oh, really? I didn't think mac and cheese was your thing. I went, how many times do we, whenever we go out and there's mac and cheese, isn't the option to have, like, on the side, like a little, you know, some crispy onions or whatever they put onto it? I was like, I I constantly order mac and cheese. Why on earth would you not? She was like, well, when when I make it, it, it it's a bit claggy. I didn't think you'd like the clag. I went, Sophie, I, I love the clag. I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of the clag. Just... Sometimes I just feel like you you don't know me at all, do you? I love the clag. So I didn't have any mac and cheese. Uh, worst of both worlds, I didn't have any mac and cheese, and I had to tidy up from Sophie making the mac and cheese. I don't know how. So pasta and the sauce. At most, that should be two pots and pans. Sophie will figure out a way to get four, honestly. There were two drainers. Do you know sieve, drainers, where you put the pasta in to get the water out? Colanders? Colanders, sieve, drainer. I don't know. Anyway, there's two of them. You don't need two. One big batch of pasta. I can't figure out how you use two. That's the difference. Isn't it? I think when I'm making something, like, so if you say to me, do you want us to make a spaghetti bolognese tonight? Because I'll make the tea probably about five or six nights a week, and then one night Sophie makes it. She can make spaghetti bolognese or a lasagna, and I mean, she <laughs> she can make a lot more than that. I just I quite like making the tea. There's nothing more peaceful, I think, than just having a beer, putting a podcast on, making the tea, and just just when you've got all everything else done, you've just got to do that. Nice, that's just a little a little dad me time, you know. It used to be me sitting down playing on the PlayStation, I said, but no, now it's just standing up making the tea, and I'm I'm fine with that you know i'm 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 getting older that's fine i like it so yeah she says do you want to make a spaghetti bolognese or a lasagna and i'll just stand there for about 30 seconds and i'm deciding she thinks i'm thinking like which one do i want but what i'm doing i'm i'm doing like a cost benefit analysis of in my head of how bothered can i be to make the tea myself versus how bothered can i be to tidy up after sophie's made the tea and i usually land on yeah you make the tea and i'll just i'll, I'll tidy up but for example, if I'm doing a a cottage pie, right? So your cottage pie, what's your standard? What do you do? Bit of red onion, bit of carrot, right? Let that let that cook down. I think that's what the call isn't it? Cook down, soften, bit of salt and pepper. What are you gonna add in for your maybe a bit of bit well, obviously a bit of stock, bit of mustard bit of henderson's relish or worcester sauce they're the same some tomato paste and then there you go you're laughing i think i think that's your that's your, obviously your mince as well a bit of garlic uh oh and a bit of uh, a bit of marmite doesn't doesn't go amiss as well yeah just a tiny little bit of marmite you don't taste the actual but it just it adds to the flavor so that's good so i've got my pan with that and then I'm, I'm boiling me potatoes at the other side and then the cottage pie once you've made it all up you're going to probably have some peas or broccoli on the side. I think we had broccoli this night. So I'll just use the same pan that I've boiled the potatoes in. While that's in the oven, you tidy up, you boil your broccoli in the same pan as Sophie would be. I think if I had Sophie do broccoli, I think she'd figure out a way to have both, you know, she'd she'd chop the tree off. So you should have a stump and the bushes in two separate pans. Absolute lunatic. And I came in with the McDonald's bag and she just went, disgusting, vile. And I went, right. So I just went upstairs and ate it in the spare room. I'll keep these emails coming in as well, by the way. Thank you so much. Let's check one of them. Ah, this is a great topic. This is just called bathroom graffiti. Carl, glad to see you've started a podcast, and it's off to a great start. Thank you very much. Wouldn't wouldn't be anywhere without, without everyone listening, so thanks again. As someone who travels a lot, I see a lot of service station toilets, but something that does make me laugh is random graffiti. Now I'm not about your standard, you know, call somebody's mum for a good time but things like you right this is a great one and um, what so before I read the... <laughs> this is a bit of graffiti somebody sent in I've seen it at a station <laughs> <laughs> oh god just <laughs> just just you da of savage garden that's that's <laughs> <laughs> your dad loves savage garden oh man that's good what's the best peter what's the best piece of bathroom graffiti you've ever had the pleasure of reading god i can't read what's the best piece of bathroom graffiti you've ever had the pleasure of reading or school desk being an ex-teacher wow your dad loves savage garden that's so harsh i thought savage garden were all right you know i didn't think the there were a your level of insults well you know what's Let's go, I mean, it's obviously been a while since I've listened to them, but, you know, To the Moon and Back, that was one. Animal Song, uh, Truly Madly Deeply, Chicka Cherry Cola, I Knew I Loved You Before I Met You, got some really good. Stuff. Anytime I need to see your face, I just close my eyes and I'm taken to a press where you press. Check a cherry cola. I don't even try to explain. I Just hold on tight. I need to. I want to. Come stand a little bit closer. Breathe in and get a bit higher. You'll never know what hit you and I come to you. Ooh, I don't want you. I don't know if I need you. Ooh, I would die to find out. I die to find out. Ooh, All right, okay. Right, I'm just entertaining myself now. Yeah, but when superstars and cannonballs are running through your. I must have listened to a lot of Savage Garden. This is unlocking a lot. I, hey, I'm going to go as far to say I'm, I'm a big fan of Savage Garden, actually. And I'm someone's dad. So, you know, if, if Lily ever goes to that service station, then she goes, Dad, have, have you seen this? Is it true? I go, I'm afraid so. I knew I loved you before I met you. Great, yeah. I would be proud to be someone's da loving savage garden. But still the sense of your da love savage garden is remarkable. It's great. Cr-
0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcarecom loss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss.
2: Okay. I must have had that. I must have had that album back when I did a paper round and had had the CD Panasonic Shockwave Proof. Remember so you could put it in the I could put it in the side of me blazer pocket. And I could go deliver all my papers for, it was a pound a day, a pound a day, two pound on a Sunday, eight pound a week. I remember saving up because I was going on holiday with my mom and dad. And, like, that was going to be me spending money, I remember, for Portugal. So, like, I was saved up for, like, <laughs> like, 12 weeks or something. What does that come to Like, about 96 quid. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember saving up so I had, like, 100 quid. And it took ages as well. And I remember all the other kids were like, how have you got all this money? And I was like, because of Savage Garden. All right? Because me paper round, Savage Garden. What other songs that I like? I liked, uh... I, do you know which Backstreet Boys song I think is? Um, you don't hear it get a lot of. Anytime someone talks about the Basket Boys, the Basket Boys, what are they call the Backstreet Boys, the Basket Boys, that that would be a, a good cover group, wouldn't it? That would be ones that do. Hi, we're the Basket Boys. Oh, I love the idea of of cover bands. You know, like um, the Illegal Eagles is a great one. I love the Illegal Eagles, and and also a good one for Bon Jovi would be Non Jovi. Although not I don't, you're missing a trick. If there's somebody. Not out there, called Non Jovi. I'll I'll be flabbergasted. Yeah, but my favourite song, I think, it doesn't get a lot of love. You know, you hear Backstreet Boys, and it's um, Backstreet's back, all right. Quit playing games with my heart. As long as you love me, that was one, wasn't it? I think the one that doesn't get it, it was one of the later ones, right? And it's The One. I think The One is a great... I guess you will last... When I met you, I had that. I bought that CD when I was like fifteen or sixteen. And I remember, and I remember, I sheepishly showed one of me, one of my mates, and and he was like, he's Andrew Brownless, and he was like, um, no, actually, you know what, Carl, I I think that song's quite good as well. And we're both we're at the beach, like there was loads of we're at the beach, but I was going back to his house for tea or something. Ah, uh, fun story, but one time, um, I remember. Ages ago when we well, like when I was seventeen, my girlfriend at the time lived right next to Andrew Brownless. And I went round there after I'd been there just to say hi to Andrew. And his mom was like, Oh, come in, Carl, come in. Well, the call is Jarra, because I went to a school in Shields and I was the only one from Jarrow, the next town along. So I was Jarrah for the longest time. And I remember his mom went, Do you wanna do you wanna come in for tea? And she was actually making chicken fajitas. Um they're decent people, so they didn't throw anything out the window afterwards. But she was like, Do you wanna come in for tea? And I saw Brownless's face like like go from like oh nice to see you to like like oh no please don't say yes please don't say yes so I just read his face and I was like oh no I'm all right I'm I'm not staying for tea but thank you she goes, oh, are you sure are you sure and there was the next day at school he came over and he just went oh thanks very much for not staying like I was like yeah I could tell you didn't really want us to and he was like no the thing is right it's just like she wouldn't have made more like we would have all just had less <laughs> he was obviously really looking forward to his feeders i was like no it's fine i don't want one i don't want any yeah but i remember we're at the beach and we went back to his house and it was the the cd it was such way it was blue but it was remember when cds were like hey you can put it in the pc and you can watch it on the computer so we watched it so you saw it came with its music video i remember watching it thinking it was that because the music video starts fast paced you see them setting up the gig for the Backstreet Boys that night, I remember watching. It, think that was a, that was the coolest thing ever. So yeah, your dad loves Savage Garden, and evidently your dad loves the Backstreet Boys. I'm learning a lot about myself actually. I remember the first concert I went to as well. It was uh, me and me dad. We went to go and see the Eagles at the Manchester Evening News Arena. That was 2010, 2011. It was a it was an amazing concert. It really was. It was they went out and they did they did an hour of the new album, which was at the time Long Road Out of Eden. And then they had a break, and then they came back and they did like two and a half hours of all the the greatest hits. I remember in that interval as well, there was all the toilets were busy. So I was having to like walk a few blocks away from where my seat was. So I got to go past quite a few kiosks, you know, with the the beer and the the popcorn and all that. And I walked through past five or six, and the amount of dads who were just Asking at the bar for a tequila sunrise because that's the name of one of the Eagles songs, and thought it was the like. I heard seven different versions of the same joke as I'm just walking past, going for a piss. Or, uh, excuse me, pet, you don't happen to have any tequila sunrise? Day? And then they were like, oh, God, ah, got <laughs> ha. And the poor lass behind the bar doesn't realize what the joke is. No, it's just Carlsberg or Fosters. What do you, can you pick one, please? We're really busy. And the last song the Eagles did on that concert was Desperado. So it gives you this. It, they did the full introduction, the full interlude, or whatever it is, the, the, the bit where the play loads of music before the guy sings. And then Don Henley walked, because he was at the back. He must have been doing the drums on the last one. So he, he, he walks. Do, 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 do. And then he walked, he took his time. And just before he's... Desperado. Just before he sings the first lyric of the last song, the first concert I went, a beautiful moment, me and me dad. This mank lass in the crowd just couldn't couldn't wait. She was too impatient. She didn't like the the showmanship of him walking all the way to the microphone to go Desperado. So all I remember from this, she, she just went just before Desperado. She just went, get on with it, and that's that's all I remember now. That's all I remember about the Eagles, Tequila Sunrise, and get on with it. You talk about service station graffiti. The one story I remember of, of a service station recently, it wasn't graffiti. It was just, you know, when you just hear like snippets of somebody else's conversation. So there's these three 3 gross looking blokes, I think they're like truck drivers or whatever. You know, when you just see somebody, you just go, you are gross. You are Mr. Gross. I, think, I, I don't know what it, the note in particular, just looked like they could do with a good bath and they probably could do, bless them. I'm not, you know. But you know, you ever just see somebody, you just go, ugh, it was that, right? Three of them. And I made a mental note to tell my mate, you know, because he was having a wee at the time. And I was like, I'm making a note to go, yeah, did you check how gross they were? And we did the thing where I was going into the toilet and these three gross lads were coming out. And you just heard the last bloke. He looked really annoyed. And I was like, what? why are you so annoyed? You know what I mean? You're just coming from the bathroom. Clearly, you've done whatever you need to do. And he just shouts, like, all across the service station <laughs> to his mates. <laughs> he just said, Hey. I still can't piss. <laughs> I still can't piss. I thought. How, how how long has he been trying to piss? Like, how long? How many attempts has he had? Has he been able to piss now? What's his bladder doing? I've thought about that guy. That happened about 18 months ago. I think I've thought about him once every two weeks, is fair to say. So if you're out there and you have been able to piss, let us know. But getting back to the email, and keep them coming in, anything you want to talk about, you know, this is just a random subject, service station graffiti, you know, the more obscure the better, so get in touch, call Podcast at gmail.com. So I used to go out on my bike a lot during lockdown, that was the last time I was on proper big bike rides, and I actually did see uh, some funny graffiti, the, the funniest bit of graffiti I saw on my bike, it was graffiti on a, on the shutters of a newsagent, and it was just something like, Callum P, Shag's Dogs, and I thought, well that's pretty pretty cut and dry isn't it so I remember I think I posted it at the time on me on my Instagram and then because it was only local so I remember because word must have got round the lat the next time I went to the news agent somebody had just washed all of the the graffiti off so that tells me either he's cleaned up his act and he no longer shags dogs or he's 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 a very powerful man and he's got influence and he's still out there shagging dogs and what did you do to deserve that graffiti clearly you didn't hopefully you didn't School graffiti, though, I do remember a lot of school graffiti. When I was at school, it was, the big one was, if you read this, you are gay. That was the big one. It, not proud of that, you know. Um, thankfully, hopefully, school kids have moved on from that. Yeah, if you read this, you are gay. And then and you'd read it, you'd be like, oh, well, I've read it, therefore I am. Um, you know, cut and dry. And then I remember I-D-E-M-T, which was, if destroyed, even more true. And you're like, oh, wow, I can't even destroy it because then I'm it's even more too, well they have thought of everything they really have this is whoever thought of if destroyed even more true they'll probably going to be a criminal defense lawyer now but the big one at school the the shangri-la of pranks when you were at school i remember it was it was particularly in english as well because we had a we had a lovely teacher but i don't think she you had control of the class. And, went, and when that happens, it can descend into, into craziness sometimes. And I don't know if this was something that happened in just my school, or I would like to put it out there. If, if this happened in your school, let us know. If, if you had a similar, if you did something weird at school, like what I'm about to tell you, I'd love to hear about it. Is this just a St. Wilfred's thing? So, you know when one of the kids would get up because they need to go to the toilet or need to ask the teacher something, but they would leave the exercise book left open? we couldn't believe our luck because then that was the rest of the boys in the class's queue to... End up. <laughs> you would leave a sample of your own pubes on the... <laughs> on the exercise book. So you'd be like, yeah, yeah, quick. James has left his book open. You'd be like, all right. And you would see all these lads just put the hands down, the pants, just like grab a big fist... <laughs> big fistful of your own pubes and just yank them (laughs) just yank them out of your body just like all right men yeah and then you would just have to figure out a way to drop the pubes off on the lads exercise book it wasn't like a you would have to get up you would have to do like a drive-by delivery of your pubes you don't think Carl how did you how did you distribute the pubes was this a drive-by or was this like did you pass the exercise book around quite like a a church collection plate. Like, no, the exercise book stayed where it was and you would figure out a way to get the... (laughs) the (laughs) And then whoever was sat next to him, he would do the whole thing of closing the book, acting as if, like, now it's a bother, you know, everyone's trying their best not to laugh. And thinking back, like, was there anything more pure than just when the lad sat down and he opens his book and he just sees the the whole boys in the classes DNA sample just in the exercise book there was and then and then if when it happened to you when it happened to you you got to pick the book up in like a V position and you would you would you would you got to blow the pubes on someone so it was a win win but I would be <laughs> I'd be very interested to know was that just a Saint Wilfred thing 1998 to 2003 or was that a, a universal thing? Get in touch. Pubes, I want to know about it. Carl Hutchinson podcast at gmail.com Well, that's almost uh, another episode all gone. So, yeah, uh, once again, thanks very much. I think we've got time for one more story, but just before then, I want to just say a massive thank you to everyone who's, who's listening so far, who's got us on all the charts and all that. You don't obviously do it for, I don't know what to expect, I didn't know what to expect, I didn't expect it to go as well as it has. Now I've been told, I've learned how to do all of this on the fly, how to record it, how to edit it, how to put it out there, and then how to uh, gather and understand the, what it's called, the analytics as well. So the reason apparently I went so high so quickly was because I didn't necessarily have the same amount of listeners as the fantastic company that I was in there and and couldn't believe that I was it's because people the the people who are listening are are leaving a a rating and a review so if you've done that already thank you very much and and if you haven't I'd encourage you to do that Uh, and yeah just just a massive uh, thank you for everything and then I've been told the top cities who are listening now is London, Birmingham, Manchester, Newcastle, Leeds, which is great because I've got, I've got shows in pretty much all of them. Uh, London, I might put something on. Birmingham, I'll tell you a story about Birmingham after I've done this. So Birmingham, I'm going to be doing my stand-up tour at the Old Rep on the 7th of October as part of the Birmingham Comedy Festival. Uh, Leeds, I'm going to be doing the Wardrobe on the 26th of October. Manchester, the Frog and Bucket, 29th of October. And then Newcastle, end of the tour, the 24th, 25th of November at the Newcastle Tyne Theatre and Opera House. I was staying in Birmingham Malmaison once, and, and get this, the people staying in the hotel at the same time was the Liverpool Football Club and the WWE wrestlers. I couldn't, like, I'm a big wrestling fan as well. I couldn't believe me. Look, so this was, I'm waiting to go in the lift, and I'm talking, like, these names don't mean nothing to you, right? But uh, if you're not a wrestling fan, but it was, like, me and uh, Mark Henry, Xavier Woods, Dutch Mantell. Uh, are they, they're the ones that I remember Byron Saxon was there as well I remember I got me photo I got me photo taken with Dutch Mantel Seamus Heath Slater uh, Mike Kiota, the referee as well that was great I got all that done and I remember going in the lift right get this for a lift me, Xavier Woods Raheem Sterling that was going from zero to floor four or whatever you have to remember this when Raheem Sterling played for Liverpool and I'm not a massive football fan so I, I didn't know who, who he was so I'm talking to Xavier Woods and we're talking about like I was like, Oh yeah, wrestling. He was like, So what do you do? And I was like, comedian and he's like, Oh man, I love comedy. So me and Xavier are talking And then Raheem Sullen just were like, Yeah, I wanna get involved on this Twitter game And I went, Oh right. Are you are you on Twitter? He was like, Yeah And I went, Oh right, what what is it that you do? And he just went, Footballer and I was like I think he was really annoyed that I didn't know. Um, maybe he was just having a, I just don't, I didn't understand why he interjected into the conversation. So uh, we were like, oh, that's amazing. You play, do you play professionally? You know, <laughs> how many keep keep-you ups can you do? I was like, and who, who do you play for, uh, sir? And he was like, Liverpool. And we went, oh, right. Wow. Oh, that's pretty big. And then he just left and me and Xavier Woods just looked at each other like But it was a very it was a very weird uh, thing to happen in the lift. Anyway. So the next so I get my photo taken with all the wrestlers, it was great. The next day, um, the tour manager texts and he says, All the wrestlers are checking out now if you want to just go downstairs and look at them. And that's exactly what I did. So I, there's these little spiral steps that you've got at reception. And I just sat there and I just watched them all. Like I saw Arn Anderson, I saw the Miz, and I saw John Cena, right? And this was the the funniest thing I've ever seen, like I just saw wrestlers and footballers meeting. So I think there was like one Liverpool player in front of John Cena and the the checking out of the hotel. I couldn't believe that they all had to do their own. The footballers and the the wrestlers all had to, you know, they just check out themselves. And John Cena's talking to Arn Anderson and they were talking about one of the matches that they've had that night. Like Arn Anderson was, he's his agent for the match. He must have been, and he's going, "Oh, that was a great match you had last night." Uh, X, Y, and Z. One Liverpool player in front of John Cena they're the rest of them are, are in Starbucks there's a Starbucks built into the hotel and they're all getting uh, coffees and then I saw just like at school like oh he was uh, he was keeping me place I saw about three or four footballers go to stand in front of John Cena and he and he just it was cool as out I just watched him go hey man there's a line and they went oh no, where with it was like and he's massive as well he was like towering over these these players he was like hey man there's a line and he was like, no, no, where with him? Like, he was just keeping out. He went, nope, there's a line. And I went, are you saying this to the Liverpool football team? <laughs> and I'm just at the like slack jaw at the top of the stairs. And I just watched Cena make these three players just join the back of the queue. And then they're all, all checked out. So if anyone wants to know uh, who wins over football in wrestling on that particular occasion, it was wrestling. It was John Cena. Well, that is all we've got time for. Again, if you want to get in touch on anything we've been talking about, Carl Hutchinson podcast at gmail.com. If you want to just throw in a random subject, I think we've got, we've got half of the show from Service Station Graffiti there. So thank you very much to the person who sent that. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for leaving a review, leaving a rating, and I will see you next week.